Welcome to New Bridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Galenrobo teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed.
to be here. Praise the Lord. You see, every time I lead worship, many times, I see the need why more time should be created. Have you ever had this feeling before where you started worshiping and just when you thought you were about to round up the worship, that's when you feel the worship was starting. Because you see, the soul of man is combat with a lot of things. Our distractions are many. Our worries are numerous. So just when, many times, what we call melody, before you even get to the point where you start worshiping, you're actually ministering to yourself first. Do you understand? It's in your soul in the state. You see David said, my soul, praise the Lord. My soul praise the Lord, my soul praise the Lord, my soul praise the Lord. That's why sometimes you can be in a very depressed or, let me not use the word depressed, or worried state and you hear a song. It may not even be a Christian song, but you just hear a melody from somewhere and it calms you down. It's God's design, you understand? So before you get to the point where you even concentrate on God, the worship ministers to you as a person. But today is a teaching meeting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Last week we began a new series in our growth and discipleship services. And the theme of that series is called Orthodoxy. Say with me, Orthodoxy. You see, amongst many things that the minister of God is or the minister of Christ is, a minister is a coach. Praise the Lord. A minister is what? A coach. A trainer. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. From verse 10. It says, He that, has, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above that he might feel all things. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Number 12. For the perfecting of the saints. So, the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist is for what? Number one is for what? The perfect. 
perfecting of the saints. That's where we got our name, the perfecting church. The perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Do you see that? Many people, many people are not doing ministry according to the standard. If you want to do it according to the standard, Paul says, Paul says, my little children in bed, the Christ before the new. At, like I told one of the leaders some days ago, if you did not learn anything from me, learn how to pray. You must pray. Yeah, praise the God. <laughs> praise the Lord. And that's, that type of praying, that type of praying, please just receive this from me. It's prolonged praying. You see the apostles say, in Acts chapter 6 from verse 4, it says, but we will give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. Now, I, were the apostles saying that other people were not praying? Was that what they were saying? No. They were, everybody was praying. But the apostles were given to the ministry of the word and prayer in such a sense where then they have a ministry to keep on teaching people the word of God. Praise the Lord. As long as you are not continuously being taught, you will not grow. Whether you like it or not, you are the result of what you've been taught. Praise the Lord. My emphasis here is there is a work a minister does. Apart from just praying for the people, intervening in their life, in their in, in the issues in their life, there is a work of teaching. Let's continue. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and cried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, this is basically saying there is a training. Praise God. There is a training. You see, uh, when Paul was writing to Timothy, his son in ministry, he says, if any man desires the office of a bishop, he must be apt to teach. What does apt to teach mean? He must be able to teach. He must be able to train. If you are going to be a leader in God's work, a minister in God's vineyard, you must be able to teach. Praise God. So this is a serious assignment. It's my duty every Monday. We are teaching. Thursdays, we are teaching. Sundays, we are teaching. Other days of the week, we are teaching. We are praying. We are doing miracles. We are healing. Praise the Lord. We, we share testimonies here a lot. People are being healed. People are getting blessed. People are getting breakthroughs in their life. They are changing spiritually. They are, they are growing. Okay. I would have, my phone is a bit funny. I would have read a testimony to you. A young man sent a testimony. He, he, it led two people to listen to the, to the messages. And they said it's like something was vibrating inside them. His work. Praise the Lord. 
So last week we started talking about orthodoxy. In and the, the subtopic was building according to pattern. Orthodoxy. People some people say things like um, um, we are those are orthodox churches. We are not orthodox. <laughs> now me and me Pentecostal, I'm not an orthodox. We are not Pentecostals. We are Christians. And we are orthodox. <laughs> the Holy Ghost came on Pentecost. Does not mean we are Pentecostals. For the fact the Holy Ghost ignited the church, it's just like you are born on Christmas Day. Does not that does not make you a Christmas coaster <laughs> or a Christmas star. <laughs> we are Christians and we are Orthodox. What does Orthodox mean? When you know what Orthodox means, that word auto, auto. Is a Greek prefix that refers to straight. That means straight. The Greek prefix meaning straight, upright, or correct. Are you following this? We call it, I, this particular teaching I call it orthodoxy. On the topic, you can write building according to pattern. So, auto means straight, upright, or correct. That is why, if those of you who are engineering inclined, there's something called orthographic projection. A straight, straight progression at angle 90. Everything in that drawing is straight. It could also refer to order. The correct way a thing is supposed to be done. It could refer to tradition. Do you understand? Or traditional. That this is the tradition. This is the way it is. Traditional. I don't like it. I don't like something. It's just traditional. Uh -uh. It depends on which type of tradition. There is what the Bible refers to as traditions of men. Praise the Lord. There is something called the traditions of men. There are patterns that men put in place, but there is a tradition that God puts in place. And we saw in the Bible that God is a God of order. Look at how God wanted to multiply the earth. He made Adam and Eve. Man and woman will come together to, to cover the earth. Till tomorrow, it is man and woman to, to reproduce. Like I said last week, it's not Adam and Steve. It's not Ada and Eve. Woman cannot marry woman. No matter how a woman loves a woman, two of them cannot come together to reproduce a child. Do you understand that? That's God's order. And throughout since creation till today, that's the order. Praise the Lord. Exodus 25 verse 40, God was talking to Moses. He says, pay attention. He says, and look, Exodus 25 verse 40. And look that thou make them after their pattern. When he was talking about the temple that they were building. The pattern that they were building. He says, and look that thou make them after their pattern. Which was shown in the mouth. He said, pay attention to make sure that these things are according to the pattern I showed you. 
Praise the Lord. That means, you know, people say, how do I know a church that is of God? No. It's not by, by, say, I, I, I prefer this one, I don't prefer this one. No. We check the Bible and see the pattern. Are you following this? How do you know a church that is of God? The church that shows you that we are following the path. Praise the Lord. Obviously, there will be little variations here and there, but there is a pattern. Praise the Lord. We said a lot last week. And we read some verses of the Bible. So, there is traditions of men and traditions of God. We stick with the traditions of God. You are the result of God's tradition. <laughs> a person is born because God has put an order, a pattern, a right way in place. Praise God. And we looked at some verses. Let me just read them out. You can write them. We won't dwell on them too much because of our work today. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 15 to 17. It says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by our word or our epistle. Are you seeing this? He told them to do what? Stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by our word or our epistle. Praise the Lord. Now, go to chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. This one is a little bit more stern. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. It says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. How? And not after the tradition which he received of us. These are the apostles talking. He says, We command you. You know, some people say, Oh, I, I, I'm not this Jim Jim. I don't know this uh, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues things. No. The pattern, what does the pattern say? Praise the Lord. And we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from everyone that walketh orderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. See the next verse. For ye yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. This is a serious thing. No? As, as a Christian, your ministry, the ministry you belong to, there is a way you follow. There Seriousness with which you follow Why? because there is order there. For instance, in this ministry, we are young people, but we, are, we don't do this scatteredly here. No, 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 no. Praise God. There is a syllabus for teaching. There is a. Do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Then we went to Luke chapter one, from verse one to four. Let's let's go there. It says, Luke chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. You can write the verses down. It says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order 
a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. You see, this verse got to me because what's going on here? Luke, it is assumed that Dr. Luke had just um, um, convinced Theophilus to believe in the Lord Jesus. And Theophilus has just accepted. So, Luke had to take out time. In fact, history says that Luke had, was a practicing doctor. So, Luke took out time from his medical practice, practice for a while, for quite some time. He went to the other apostles and they gave him everything they knew. Everything that happened. He went around doing a journalistic work on what happened. Are you following this? So that he could properly instruct Theophilus. So he said, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. That means, among the early saints, there were things that were most surely believed among them. Are you following this? And if it's the same Christianity we are practicing, we must know those things that was most surely believed among them and follow it. Are you following it? Are you with me? It is for as much as taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Verse 2. It says, Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. See verse 3. It seemed good to me also, having perfect, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee, most excellent Theophilus. So, Luke made sure you understood everything perfectly. It seemed good to me also to write unto thee, most excellent Theophilus, verse 4, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Let me tell you something. Here. If Christianity will be sweet for you, hmm? if you really enjoy, want to enjoy your Christian work, it's important you go for the real thing. Are you following this? You, you, you go for the real thing. What is, I want it the way, the way it is. So you know the certainty of those things you've been instructed. I want to get it the right way. I want to get it the full way. Then God has our pattern here. In fact, there is no way. We can't. The way New Breed is here. We structured our ministry around spiritual growth. We can't escape from it. Do you understand? The ministry is spiritual growth. Praise the Lord. And I mentioned some things last week. I said, under orthodoxy, there are, there are five, six things. There are, many of, there are many of them, but there are five, about five, six of them that I personally believe that if this is seriously everything will fall in place. Are you following this? Things that we saw from the Bible that were most surely believed among the church. So, number one, arrange it like this. The Lordship of Jesus. Number two, the Lordship Of the apostles. Number three. 
the lordship of the written word. Number four. Now, I'm using lordship instead of orthodoxy to, to the idea here is to show you that this thing supersedes. Praise the Lord. Some kind of authority this thing has. Praise the Lord. Some other times I will use orthodoxy in terms of in place of lordship. So this one I want to use orthodoxy now. Number four, the orthodoxy or the pattern or the order, the orthodoxy of the spirits and prayer. And number five, the orthodoxy of the church. Praise the Lord. What did we say the first one is? The Lordship of Jesus. And the Lordship of the Apostles. Now, because of time, I'll I'll try and talk about two today. Two next week. And the other the following week. Actually, under the Orthodox of the Church, I wanted to add something else. But, you know, sometimes you want to explain something, but you're looking for words. Number six has to do with the character. The, will I use? Oh, I'm looking for a word to, to break it down. I want to say the character or the disposition of the sense. There is a way believers act. There is a way believers take the things of Christ. Are you, are you following this? I'm looking for a way to put it. Maybe I can call it the orthodoxy of the sense. The orthodoxy of the sense. When we get there, you understand what I'm trying to say. So quickly, the Lordship of Jesus. Every believer in the Lord Jesus must have it at the back of his mind. That Christ is everything. That it begins. There is no see. Everything begins and ends with Him. Have you seen that verse of the Bible that says, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith." Have you seen that verse before? Hebrews chapter twelve. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, somebody may say, "May say, must you teach it? Don't they, doesn't everybody know? No. Some people are wiser than Jesus. Always follow me. They will say, leave Jesus out of this matter. When you say, when you be bold enough to say, leave Jesus out of this matter, and you also leave the matter. <laughs> don't say, don't assume. 
when we come to teaching ministry, we don't assume. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. It says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about the so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How? Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you study the Bible, when Jesus was on the earth, the, the disciples were calling him Lord, but not as frequently as he, as much as they called him Lord after he uh, died, ascended, and rose. Are you following this? It seemed that when he died and ascended, their revelation of the fact that his Lord was, they knew he was not just their Lord, he became their Lord and God. Did you understand? When you check the whole New Testament, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, the Lord, just try and search it out and just type the Lord Jesus. You, you can't even count it. Praise the Lord. You see, when Ananias was talking to Paul, I like that one. That one is sweet. It's sweet to read. Let me read it out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 9. Even, even a, 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 a careless reader cannot ignore the fact that if you read the Gospels, in fact, not just the Gospels, the entire Bible, wherever Jesus spoke, they separated it, they wrote it in red. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They wrote it, they are trying to tell you something. You see what this man said? This is God here. Acts chapter 9. This is after Saul had encountered the Lord Jesus and fell Days he could not see. Now let's read a part of the story. Acts chapter 9 from verse 5. Now, well, let me read from verse 4, talking about Saul. It says, And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Who is talking now? Paul. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou? Lord, the Lord, there is a question. Are you seeing that? He says, are you the Lord? And the Lord said, <laughs> I love the Bible. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Do you realize that it was not Jesus that Saul was actually going to kill? He was going to kill Christians. But Jesus came and said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. That is showing you something. It's called the oneness. When you get born again, you are one with Christ. Anything you do to a believer, you are doing to Christ. So it tells you love one another. When two believers are fighting together in the body, reacting just the same way. When your body, your antibodies in your body is having problem, that's how it's be doing. 
so you tell you we love one another we don't hate believers we i i following this in fact we esteem our relationship with other believers higher than biological relationship that's what the bible teaches you will talk about that in the orthodoxy of the church praise the lord that also tells you that your body is connected to the lord jesus Say after me, my body is connected to the Lord Jesus. I am a member of his flesh and of his bones. Therefore, sickness cannot stay in my body. He says, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. For it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and shall be told thee what thou must do. Let's jump to verse 8. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand, and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat or drink. And, and there was a certain disciple in Damascus, named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise. Are you seeing the way they're saying, Lord, 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 Lord? Are, are you seeing that pattern? He's the Lord. <laughs> I, I, you have to put it in your mind. The Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you have that regard for the Lord, can I say this? You'll be having more encounters. Have you noticed that you like to gravitate towards people that like you? People who have something for you. You'll just be growing too close to There are some people that are so careless with spiritual things. They they take do you understand? They just play, even they are doing comedy. Ah, Jesus can't talk, say Jesus. <laughs> they are using Jesus to do comedy on the altar. See, the guy says, God, I want chop carry. Jesus can't talk, say you'll be like, Oh Lord of heaven. Is the Lord Jesus you're talking about? It's not worry. It's not your presence. Your presence works. First of all, the entourage that will come. It will already humble you. Your spirit will leave you. If the president of the United States comes here, that's the president of the free world. If he steps into, if he's coming to River State, then the Lord Jesus the master, the mayor. <laughs> Let's leave. Let me not talk too much. Let's read. And there was a certain disciple of Damascus, verse 10, named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am he, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which was called Street, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayed. And he said, in a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and put, putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias said, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. Now, jump to verse 17. Look at verse 17. And Ananias went his way and went into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, 
Hey. When I got to that point, I say, hey. He says, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way. Remember, <laughs> remember Paul asked, who are you, Lord? And Ananias did not reply him, the Lord, even Jesus. That appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, has sent me, that I might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received the sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Amen. Quickly, let's look at Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15. Or let me read from verse. Let's take it a little bit backward. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 12. It says, Colossians 1 verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. Who is the image of the invincible God? You know, when we hear son of God, they think, oh, this is the father. This is the son. Are they correct to a certain level? Are you following this? But the Bible is saying that the son actually is the image of the invisible God. That means God is a spirit. He cannot be seen. When God wanted to be seen, what came with Jesus? Do you understand? So who is Jesus? He is God. But he's God that you saw. Are you seeing this? Now let's let's he says image of the invisible God firstborn of every creature. Verse 15. Verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him I thought it's God that created the world. He's telling you that all things were created by Jesus. So who is Jesus? And for him. They were not just created by him, but they were created for him. Verse 16, verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Hey. These are serious. (laughs) Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. Then he's still talking about Christ too. He says, Who is the beginning? So Christ is the beginning. How remember that? Remember that scripture in John chapter 1? In the beginning, God says, He's saying that Christ is the beginning. Are you following this? Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. Remember, he was the first. Born of every creature. Now is the first one from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. So who are we dealing with here? 
has the preeminence. Now, verse 20, verse 19, we are still talking. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, verse 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. What does it mean that it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell? It means that right now, if you are looking for God, the fullness of God is in Jesus. Chapter 2. From verse 8. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. Are you seeing this now? There is a tradition of God, which we are talking about here, orthodoxy. But there is what? The tradition of men. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth the, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. <laughs> Are you seeing this? It means that in Christ dwelleth the fullness. Christ is not, is not God small. Are you following this? Christ is not God 50%. The fullness of God is not in Christ 90%. It says, in him dwelleth the, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So, what does that mean? When you talk about the Godhead, when you talk about about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all is Jesus. Remember I told you one time, some time ago, that the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Spirit is Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Ghost goes to work. When you call Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the power of the whole the whole powers of deity then go to the next verse he now says and you are complete in him today is not the teaching for the believers authority you will find out that the same premise of doctrine for god will be revealing the same premise of doctrine for you god has that's how god did it he made you and one you and him one are you following this your authority is hinged on his authority. Hallelujah. It says, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. How won't he be the head of all principality and power? When he created all the dominions in him, the head of the dominions of the Godhead, who, who, goes, who will be the head of all principality and power? Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. What am I doing? I'm trying to train anybody listening, factoring it into him that you, this Jesus is Lord. From verse 5, he says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. <laughs> verse 7, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being 
found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now, let me explain something to somebody. Because this scripture now, somebody can use it to argue. If Jesus is God, how can God highly exalt him? Are you following this? Go back. Let's do, let me explain to you. Go to verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Meaning, it would not have been a wrong thing. It wouldn't have been robbery to be equal with God. Pay attention. So this is what happened. This is God, the invincible guy. He makes Jesus his visible image. And made it possible that he can have a mind of his own, even though it's the visible image of God. Are you following this? He made it possible that he will have a mind of his own. So, even if he thought it equal with God, it's not wrong. Are you following this? This is God. This is actually a gamble that God took in order to save man. So, Jesus goes. He says he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. Meaning, he could decide not to die. Are you following this? He could decide not to die. But the Bible said he humbled himself even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name. That separation came back. So now, Colossians tell us, in him all the fullness dwell. Are you following this? As at then, though he was on the earth, he is God. But God, it is as if there was kind of a separation. Are you following this? I am God, you are God. But I want you to go and do this. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He humbled himself. Oh, God. He humbled himself, fulfilled that assignment, and came back. We are God. Do you get what I just explained? Wherefore God has highly exalted him. And given him. You know some people, eh? They are under you. You've raised them. The day you now give them power like your own power. That's the day you really know if they are really submissive to you. The day they have as much money as you have, man. Even if I, if I say two of us are equal, now nah, it's not wrong. Do you get that kind of thing? Is that the time you will really know if they are really humble? Wherefore God has highly exalted him. Let's let's finish that. Back to verse nine. Where do we stop? Is that verse 8? Uh, 
Look, wherefore God has highly exalted him. Go to wherefore God has highly exalted him. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that which is above every name. So now, God is comfortable for his name to be called Jesus. Because he has made himself, everything about him is inside Jesus. So if you call him Jesus, you are, you are, that, that is his name. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. People say, well, we are glorifying Jesus so much. We are living the Father. The only way to glorify the Father is to glorify Jesus. <laughs> are you seeing this? The Father has no other name. You see, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Say, oh, we are glorifying God the Son. We are glorifying God the Son too much. No, the way to glorify God the Father is by glorifying the Son. Praise the Lord. Because the, father, the son and the father now are one. And that's not all. You are inside them too. <laughs> Glory! Glory! <laughs> so after me, Jesus is Lord. The next thought is the lordship of the apostles. The lordship of the apostles. John chapter 16. Five minutes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ruko Jesus. John 16 from verse 12. Now, this is the Lord Jesus talking to the apostles. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Who is he talking to here? Who is he talking to? The apostles. Now, as at this point, they were disciples. Are you following this? The twelve of them, they were disciples. But he was talking to them. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. Are you seeing this? He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. And shall show it unto you. For he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Are you seeing this? Or who was he talking to? The apostles. I know people use the scripture and say, Oh, yeah, Jesus said, There are many Jesus wanted to tell us, but he could not tell us. But he, he said, When the Holy Spirit is come, he will show us, he will show us things. Are you following this? That is true on a generic sense. But it's not true in the sense that God can show you things that will influence the entire body of Christ. The people that that is possible to, they are the apostles. See, the Holy Spirit revealed Jesus to them. It was what they revealed to us that we have received. Are you following? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. 
Corinthians 2. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. From verse 9. He says, But as it is written, as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Are you seeing this? For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We see not who we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, go back to verse 9. Go back to verse 9. Read verse 10, please. It says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. The us, this first us there, is the apostles. For the spirit said all things, yea, the deep things of God. So he says, eyes has not seen, he has not, has not heard. Neither has he entered into the, the, the heart of man, the things which God had prepared for him. As that then, eyes had not seen. Are you following this? As that then, he had not heard, but it was now revealed to the apostles. So now we know. Are you following this? It has been revealed to them, so now we see. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We hear now. Go to verse 12. It says, Now we have received. Do we hear he's talking about this? All of us. But particularly, we can use the scripture for all of us, but particularly, he's talking about them, the apostles. He says, Now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Those things that are freely given to us of God were the things that they, they wrote for us. Somebody says, Why are you making this thing up? This thing I'm calling I'm telling you is called apostolicity. That's doctrinal term. But if you can write it, write it. Let me show you more. Ephesians 2, verse 18. Ephesians 2 verse 18. Oh, Holy Spirit. The prayer was not answered. Ephesians 2 verse 18. It says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Who is he talking about? Who is the both? He's talking about both Jews and Gentiles. That's the argument here. No time for that. He says, now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. That's us, all of us. We are not strangers and foreigners. Are you following this? But fellow citizens with the saints. I remember that time we were praying, asking the Lord for a church name. I'm like, ah, the citizens church. That's a fresh name. Citizens, pray, praise God. <laughs> like, ah, citizens. But no, people will not understand. I have to start breaking down the scripture to them. Let me leave them alone. It says, now, therefore, ye are no more and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Say after me, I'm of the household of God. 
And are built upon the foundation of what? The apostles and the prophets. Even though you are a fellow citizen of the household of God, how are you built? On the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Who are these prophets? The people that spoke of Christ in the Old Testament before the apostles. Now, somebody say, oh, um, um, why did he mention the apostles first instead of the prophets first? Because, see, it is the work of the apostles that make you understand the work of the prophets. Praise the Lord. In Bible interpretation, I will show you that we study the Bible backward, not... Is the, we study the New Testament to understand the Old Testament. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. What am I saying? There are many things today in the church of Jesus Christ that have no trace to the apostles. Many people are doing things that if Paul comes today, he says, Heresy! There are many things that people are doing today. What's this? Am I, am I in a Christian church saying, he said, this is a church. Say no, it's not a church. It's not the, what we lead. This is not... Are you following this? Many diverse, diverse, all man cacophony up and down. Hey! You are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. If we cannot trace what you are doing to the apostles and prophets, something's wrong. Praise the Lord. For today, Ephesians 3, verse 3. Ephesians 3 from verse 1, please. Ephesians 3 from verse 1. It says, For this Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Verse 2. If you are heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote a four in few words. Are you seeing this? Jesus Christ made note unto Paul what? Mystery. In a few words. Whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. We don't get, we don't read mysteries. We read the knowledge in the mystery. Are you following this? There are a lot of things people are doing. Say this thing. Where do you get from? Says it. He said, no, the mystery was given to them. You read the knowledge of the mystery. <laughs> Verse 5. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. <laughs> Praise God. There is more, but we can't continue for today. Praise Jesus. Father, we give you praise. You know, I've told you before, I've, I've said it before that we're an apostolic ministry. People say, what do you mean apostolic? The apostolic is that we are following the pattern set by the apostles. The pattern set by the apostles. Father, we give you praise. Say with me unto the measure. Of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature 
of the fullness of Christ. For in Christ, we are God's new breed. Glory! Glory! Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.